Just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke What up, family? Yo, yo uh, welcome back to the Preacher's Hour Podcast, Midnight Edition. No, it's like <laughs> 9 o'clock almost on Sunday night. Um, never recorded this. We've thing. never... I think we did it one time and never... We didn't even put the episode out because it was trash. Yeah. Remember? It was like our fourth episode it or something like tired. that. We were exhausted. We were like just saying nonsense, which might happen tonight. Here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> we did not learn from our mistakes, but um, we had a very... Each of us had a busy day. Um, it's getting harder and harder to like find time yeah um because i know next week you're even going out of town again am i aren't you i don't know what your schedule is you don't know what your schedule is oh oh yeah we're going to camp but we'll be back oh okay we'll be back by the time no yeah we'll be back at two i don't know if i can record it at that time but whatever i'll be back sunday night okay we'll figure it out so we'll probably have to do another night episode yeah we'll be back to back midnight editions it's midnight somewhere so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wrong um but the two of us just came back from a fellowship yeah. uh, with another church, Flipside Church. Shout uh, out Flipside. Shout out Flipside. Flipside. I love them cats. Um, and it kind of sparked an idea for us, uh, just talking about race and, and the church, mm-hmm. um, something that we haven't addressed. Oh, before we even get started, my name is uh, Jeff Copeland. Hey. Uh, my name is Brandon Jackson. Yeah, we are your hosts. Yes. Um, not everybody knows us. Right. And we suck. This could be your first episode ever listening to us. So we should probably introduce ourselves every time. Yeah. If you're an avid, diehard listener, man, you already know what it is. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate you. So, um, just getting into it, uh, the people of Flipside Church are all white, <laughs> pretty much. Like no They doubt. are all uh, Caucasian. Of European descent. Yes. Light complected, lacking pigment. Anglo? Anglo. Yeah, you could say that. Anglo. I guess. I don't know. No, um, I heard it one time ago. Yeah. It was cool. Um, and Brandon and I, if you didn't know, are both of African American, African descent. What? We are darker complected, got the pigment. No way. Um, and so just being in that space um, with more you know predominantly white people at their church mm-hmm. and then all the people that came from fresno uh are predominantly, predominantly. people of color yeah fact, except john john was the only one who wasn't john basically black anyway we've adopted john yeah john is black but anyway he's more black than he's white yeah um so <laughs> it was just cool to like be in that space and you know we're, we're fellowshipping where we worship together yeah that was um that was dope that was really good. It was it was cool. Like the coolest part about it, honestly, was like, uh, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Like homie was playing his guitar, but it was and like a little was, off. Yeah, off and he was trying to get on beat. Yeah. yeah, but it was just like beautiful. It was. In its brokenness, it was beautiful. Um, and he did a good job. Man. I think I'm not so. trying to bash my boy. I think one thing that like one well I recorded it too, so I'm like I'll oh, go nice. back and yeah, watch I saw it. You recording. But it was like number one. Um, I don't know where you. Oh, you weren't there at the Cultivate Conference. No, I wasn't. Dang. So uh, I spoke at this conference, but like the keynote speaker was on. And he was talking about like, you can have a gift 
like one gift like normally people start off they find out that one thing that they're good at mm -hmm. and like then it's like how do i use this for the lord and he said like, when you find like that one talent like you know give it over to god or you know use it for god and he kept on like that was like his whole message and then he went on the tangent and then went back to that but the whole thing was like that one thing just use it like mm -hmm. there's something you don't even know that you have yeah find out what it is and use it and i remember when nathan the guy who uh who like led us through in, in worship through music he showed me something and i'm like he just like two weeks ago he was like oh i'll play the guitar and i sing a little bit and we was all like oh bro you gotta come up here and do it you gotta do that thing and he was like nah like, no, y'all tripping <laughs> like, it ain't like, it's really not like to be on display like that and i remember telling him like yo who who said it's not supposed mm -hmm. to be on display mm -hmm. like you think god gave you the gift to play the guitar and the gift to sing even a little bit for you to hold that and mm -hmm. just be in your room mm -hmm. and he was like oh you're, you're right but yeah i'm still not doing it <laughs> Still not doing it. I was like, whatever. Um, and we showed up, and he had his guitar, and I was like, all right, Lord, let's see what you got. That's, that's and he awesome. came out and did it. And like what you said, the brokenness was made it was what made it beautiful. And I think because we we saw him trying, mm -hmm. and like he was he was gonna he would have sang the whole thing by himself mm -hmm. if we'd have never joined him. But because we heard him trying, we saw him trying. It made everybody sing together. Yeah. And since we've been listening to the like the music uh, played through a. Uh, through a phone or whatever mm -hmm. people don't normally sing they just kind of like listen right. to the words right. but this time like everybody was singing. everybody was singing that was so yeah and it was just cool like we have all these different people from different backgrounds yeah like all worshiping the same god um together and like you literally in that moment you forget all of your differences yeah like we're all just like this family like fellowship and worshiping our god and just enjoying each other's presence and God's presence. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and then and then uh, one of our brothers, John, a different John. Yeah. Flipside John. <laughs> uh, he he preached, man. That was a really um, thought provoking. Like I could relate to what yeah. he was saying. Um, you could tell he was a little nervous. Oh yeah. Um, he repeated. He said a lot. basically like a thousand times, which I told him. I, we told him after him. Me and his wife were telling him like, yeah, he said basically like six times in a row at one point. He called all the presents. Yeah, music. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christian, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, but he did his thing, Dude. and it was just I was sitting in this moment, sitting in there, and I'm just like, yo, like, this is. I bet you God is sitting up there like pleased. Oh, no doubt. Because we are all together and we're different and we're not like separated. Yeah. Um, and, and it was intentional. Like, yeah. I mean, the whole reason so like Flipside Church is a majority Caucasian church mm -hmm. and AV is pretty diverse, but it started off pretty much all black. Mm -hmm. um, and we all went to black churches. You yeah. went to a black church. Yep, I went yep. to a predominantly black church and there was like really like zero intentionality. Like there was like no, no one was like stepping out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. to invite people of different races. It's like, mm -hmm. no, nah, my church is black. So you probably won't want to come. Yeah. Um, you was at the like preference. You are bringing a, a white friend. Like, okay, listen, this is a black church. Let me prepare you for all these things that may or may not happen. And these different words, what they mean. Let me show you how the spirit moves in our church. <laughs> this is the black Holy spirit. Okay. But yeah. So yeah, the, the, the church is, you know, predominantly white, our church is predominantly black. And um patient our, our our pastor, he was like the one to say, All right, I'm gonna find a church that like doesn't look like me and I'm gonna join mm -hmm, that church mm -hmm. intentionally. Yeah. Joins that church, flip side, you know, they they start talking about it and then 
flip side, young adult happens, and then we start to assimilate. Is that yeah. the word? Uh, I guess that's the word. Assimilate has a negative connotation. Oh. Um, What's the, what they do when they segregate? Well, opposite segregation. Oh, we desegregated. Desegregated. I would say. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up like joining our, our college ministries together, mm-hmm. and um, and this is what's come of it, where it's legitimately like 50% white mm-hmm. and 50% black, and maybe like the occasional like other. Somebody in there is Mexican. I think that one girl. Christy? Christy. I think yeah. she's like white and Mexican. Yeah. So she's closer to white though. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's but the cool thing is, you know, every like it's one culture. Even like the them living in the Madera Ranchos, mm-hmm. if you don't know, it's a different. The Madera Ranchos is a predominantly white town. Mm-hmm. Like there's not. I mean, there's like more Hispanic coming mm-hmm. in now, but mm-hmm. um, it was white for a very long mm-hmm. time, and now they're um, you know like they're they're and they were small, so it was yeah. like a small community. Now it's growing. Uh, more people are coming in. Um, they're building houses there and everything. So now um, their demographic changed demographic is changing and uh, we kind of get to be a part of that change yeah and it's just cool how welcoming they they were to yeah. us um even though they didn't know really how to welcome us yeah you could tell like <laughs> they didn't know but like they they made an effort yeah and they've gotten more and more com- we've only done it maybe six times total i feel like nothing and yeah and like I remember the first time, and I remember like tonight. Have we're totally, totally different, bro? We have come um, a long yeah, way. Yeah, like in six meetings, yeah, six gatherings yeah, together. They and it's because, like you said, we've been intentional. Yeah, um, and it was fun. Yeah, like, I enjoyed. My wife said it on the way back. She was like, "It was hard to go because she was tired, but she's like, every time I've gone, I I love it. You I'm never like, were like, really, you never say, never regret it. I shouldn't have went. Yeah, should have stayed home. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I hardly ever say that about anything that I do with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sometimes I like don't want to go to church or whatever. Um, but I go and I experience God. Yeah. And, like, tonight was a night to experience what God can do and when you're intentional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being able to be with um, white people and be with black people and, like, find, like, forcing yourself to find common ground. This is mm-hmm. something that I don't think that churches do. Yeah. We're not trying to become uncomfortable. Yeah. We're trying to like stay in our bubble, stay in our place. And like we not even like, let me let me not say churches. Just as individual yeah. Christians. Mm-hmm. Like individual Christians, I think that's good. You I have like to like somebody has to start it. Yeah. You know, your whole church is not is not gonna come together and say, Hey, we're gonna change this up. Mm-hmm. No, the majority of the time it's gonna be one church. It's individuals within yeah. the church. And then you start yeah. to see, Oh, well, hi, my name is so and so. Okay, cool. Like, you know, white person greets a black person mm-hmm. in a predominantly white church. But if you do that and you continue it intentionally, mm-hmm. then it starts to grow and then it becomes the norm. Yeah. Where no one's like tripping about, oh, there's too many whites, too many blacks, too many mm-hmm. Hispanics, whatever the case may be. It's like, no, no, no. We are literally a family in here now. Yeah. Like tonight, even with Flipside, I felt mm-hmm. like we were, I mean, we were joking and laughing and yeah. like they understood our jokes. We yeah. understood their jokes. I remember there was a time when like Salter yeah. said something and it was like, politically incorrect and it was just like <laughs> i don't know if we're there yet bro like i feel mm. you but i don't know if everybody feels you but like if he had cracked the joke tonight it would have been like i get you now yeah. like i know where your heart is yeah yeah i i love all that so as you're talking I'm, i was just thinking about different things you know like you said it, it would take individuals so one thing i've seen I kind of want to just go through some different things and then get get us back to the main point. For sure. Um, like instead of 
creating a Christ culture, we bring in like our different cultures, predominant cultures or whatever uh-huh. in our churches. And that supersedes the Christ culture. Let me explain that a little bit more. So like at the old, at my old church, it's a predominantly black church. Correct. Right. And it's technically non-denominational, but it's definitely Baptist. second Baptist. Like <laughs> it, it has a lot of Baptist traditions. All of the music is predominantly would say gospel, gospel. music. Yeah. Um, the preaching style, the the just the worship style, just even the people, the the congregation, the way they do certain things, it's yeah. all, you know, you got to wear a suit and tie and dresses and hats and all that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it's that I'm not criticizing that like black church culture, I'm not criticizing that. Okay. But what I will say is that I'm not sure how inviting that is to people who are not black. Mm. right and i think you could say the same thing about i forgot i went to uh i think it was it was cross city before it became cross it was north when it was still north side of north point whatever it used to be called and i remember going there to watch a movie it was this christian movie that some people in the church had created and were part of oh no and you could it was just very white like it felt (laughs) like nobody was mean or anything but it just it wasn't as Welcoming to somebody who was not white. Not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you lost? No. Um, but it's just, I feel like we have not done a good job of creating a Christian culture first. Yeah. And I feel like AV, for the most part, does a really good job of that. Like, we, we mix up the music. And I know music seems like a small thing, like what music you're going to worship to, whatever. It's, it's, but it's not. It's, there's a lot of culture in what no type doubt. of music you, you worship with or yeah. whatever. And and people feel that. Exactly. If you're not going, if you only play gospel music mm-hmm. and you have people in your church who are not familiar with gospel music, mm-hmm. then you're just kind of like, okay, I like this, but like I don't know none of these songs. Mm-hmm. And all the black people are just like, you know, like jamming into, out yeah. to them. Um, and I think what's been cool is we have a lot of you could say contemporary christian music yeah which is predominantly done by white people Mm -hmm. but like all of the people in av we've we've taken the time to like learn these songs and like love these songs yeah um and we mix it up like we do it we try to make an effort to like play different types of music and it's just it's just a nice vibe to be here where like i wouldn't i wouldn't know what av's predominant racial culture would be because hmm. we have like mexican people and black people and white people and you know we've had asians every once in a while yeah we could always get some more of those yeah. but russians like from yeah russia. we got russians ukrainians like we it's people from so, africa like yeah West. we have like legitimate like congolese people Wow, we are like really so. Like, I'm like not just like diverse in mm-hmm. black and white, but like yeah, not just diverse Americans, but like diverse yeah city for real, like so, countries. And I feel like it, it's it's such a different experience. That was one thing I noticed when I when we first started coming to AV, me and my wife, like, yo, this is a different vibe in a good way. Like, I feel like I could invite anybody yeah. here. And they wouldn't feel they might feel awkward if they don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. But like that's the only thing that they would feel awkward about. Nah. It wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I'm too white or I'm too black yeah. or whatever for this. And walk in be like, oh, it's way too diverse in here. I gotta go. Right. <laughs> it's it's just so 
dope. And I and I really feel like, and I'm going somewhere with this, but I really feel like we have to intentionally create that because I always look at revelation oh, and yeah. the multitude that comes from every from nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And I don't know how active we are as different bodies of in churches of creating that. Now, I will say that each local church should reflect its neighborhood. True. Right? Like if if you are a church and you live in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, the people that your church should be mostly made up of Hispanic people. Yeah. Um I don't I don't I don't know if if you have a a mandate to go out actively and just try to get people from other side of town who are black to come to your church. I mean, you, I'm not saying don't, <laughs> I'm just saying don't, you do, you shouldn't feel like obligated to yeah. have to, to force diversity. Yeah. Right. But one thing I noticed about my, and I hate taking shots at my old church. I really do. <laughs> I swear guys, I'm sorry, Sometimes but like, you, you enjoy this. <laughs> I don't, I promise you I don't. But one thing I, I questioned was like my church is in that church is in a predominantly white side of town mm -hmm. but it's like all black mostly black and a lot of people come from other parts of town like mm -hmm. they don't live in that area most people that won't go to that church don't live in that area yeah and that's weird like we have all these houses around the church why aren't those people coming mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying like why doesn't the church reflect its neighborhood and you could, and I'm about to slip it around, you could say the same thing about AV. So true. That's one of our negatives. One of our downfalls is that our church doesn't reflect does not reflect the shields. It does not reflect the neighborhood. Even though we have, like, Mexican, like, every mm -hmm. race. We have different, but they all drive from other parts of the yeah. city. Like um, we don't have, uh, which is crazy, because it shows me that diversity is deeper than just mm, race. Amen. Because, like, diversity should include people who don't have cars, people who don't mm -hmm, have jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody in AV. Socioeconomic. Yeah. Yeah, that's everybody right. Everybody in AV has, like, oh, has, like, a vehicle or mm -hmm. a job or means to a vehicle and mm -hmm, a job. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, people aren't in the neighborhood that our church is in. We really don't. Like, yeah. most people in this neighborhood walk everywhere. Yeah, they walk to Walmart. They walk home. They ride walk their to the bikes bus. Yeah, they, they ride have that yeah. bus stop. They like this. That's the mode. That's the, I think that's the primary mode of transportation, which is really crazy to see because on Fridays when we have church, all these cars show mm -hmm. up. There, there's mm -hmm. no cars on the. There's no cars in the street nowhere. Yeah, and then Friday, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden packed packed with cars. cars, and you can. And then the people in the neighborhood are like, "What goes on at this house? <laughs> Every Friday, it's just a heck of cars. Are they turning up in there with it?" And then people walk by, like, ride by mm -hmm. every time. We're like, oh, hey, hi. And they're just, like, looking at us like, what is going mm -hmm. on? Yeah. And we don't tell. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that we so have sorry. dropped the ball on Yeah, as AV. I know I was bragging about this earlier, but I'm, I'm going to call this out. At the same time, I feel like we haven't diversified ourselves enough in that area. Um, yeah, that's a problem. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. <clears throat> yeah. I think yeah. one thing we... Um, as a church, what? Nah, because I keep saying as a church, but I'm like, I, I want to say as a church, but what I've started to find out is like doing things as a church is not as easy as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get the collective mm -hmm. to get together and say yes, this is what we want to do. Mm -hmm. But it's not hard for me to say to make my mom to make up in my mind mm -hmm. and say, all right, this Friday I'm gonna go get six people, or or let's just start with one. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna invite one person from the neighborhood to AV and like you know try to get to know that person on a deep level and you know we even have we've created opportunities for this mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which is every second Friday, mm-hmm. where we, friends, uh, and friends and family, where we invite people, and it's pretty evangel- evangelical in the message and in the, in the discussion. But we're not really, we're not. It's still people like, oh, I brought my friend from oh. that side of town. Or I brought, you know, my coworker or whatever. Which, again, nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with it. But we're not evangelizing our neighborhood. No, oh, I had this, uh, and I don't know if it's still going to be in my, um, if it's still in my uh, Instagram messages, but I saw this quote. Mm. Uh, man, it messed me up, Jeff. <laughs> I was like, sheesh, this is us. Mm. This is so tough to handle. And it said, oh, I think it's gone. Yep, it's gone. But anyway, it said something along the lines of uh, God, Jesus told us to go make disciples, not find other disciples. To Like, yo, go make disciples, that, not find other disciples. Bro. And I was like, and it, had a, it had a, there's another part at the end uh-huh. that like really like punched you in the face. Yeah. And I was like, dang. That's kind of what John was talking about today at Flipside. Hmm. When he he's like, we're supposed to go make disciples, and he's like, a lot of my friends are Christian. I have the same problem. Most of my people that I hang out that I'm close to, yeah. in my circle, are already saved. Yeah. I'm not making any disciples, really. Like I can't even. I don't even know the last disciple that I like truly make. Yeah. I think about um, you know, like John, mm-hmm. um, my brother, my friend. Like I've known him for like six years now, and um. He's been discipled, like, in my view of sight. Mm. I can't say that I discipled him, but mm, okay. in my view of sight, I've seen him grow in the Lord. But I didn't I didn't introduce him to Christ. He already knew right. Christ when I met him. Right. And a lot of things that we're doing is not really, like, for the lost, which is... Sorry. This could be, like, a tangent. I don't uh, know. No. I, but I'm just like, God's telling there's you two different... Uh, I, I feel like the church has um, a divide. Those who... Those who are really good at bringing lost people into the church and mm-hmm. letting them experience and encounter God for the first time. There's churches that do that work. Mm-hmm. Then there's churches that um, really do a great job of discipling, discipling those who have had those encounters at the previously mentioned churches. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the church should be both. Both, yeah. Like, the church... Like, why, why can't the church you got... You found Christ in. Why can't the church that mm-hmm. you met Christ in be the same church that, that disciples you? Yeah. Like, why do you have to like outgrow this church and go to and another? Go one? to a different one and get discipled. Yo, that's that's good. I think I think that should be strived for. But I also think it's okay that there are at least both types of churches. Like AV has been my discipling church. For me and my wife, I, I I didn't find God here, but I've been discipled here. Um, mm, yeah, and I think that's okay. But I, it would be nice if if a church could be everything uh, to everybody. Yeah, um, that would be great. Because it's like why why add like extra steps that mm-hmm. that are not necessary? Because like and they're usually painful. It's usually painful to leave yeah. a church, especially when that you like found God and you grew up in. Yeah, it's like it was your first church. You feel like you. Like always, obligation to like serve in this church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, you end up staying as an usher for twenty years. You're just like, dang! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and you usually it, you you don't really leave on like the great terms. terms. It's not bad terms. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is bad terms, but yeah. like 
it's really like that's on really good terms and yeah. everything was great like they sent me to this church yeah it's, it's not they like don't that. say like why can't you get discipled here well like, yeah. no, i don't really do a good job at that yeah <laughs> but i think something that that john said as well was just like that same thing of like we can't just like help people get saved and then not check up on them oh that was good right like I think we are all about, and this is probably something unrelated to what we're talking about. I feel like we're talking about diversity more than race. No, no. In this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's probably more the title. But I feel like we're really good at checking people off the box. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I got another number. Like, we added to it. Yeah. But we don't actually do what Jesus told us to do in Matthew 28, uh, which is go make disciples. He didn't say go save people. Mm-mm. He did that already. Yeah. That I did that work. <laughs> Your job is to go make disciples and teach them and baptize them. Mm. Like that's what I told you to do. Wow. And I feel like we as a church have not done our actual job we've been told to do. Like he did we, not it, say go save. He people. didn't. Not at all. He didn't say go and like save them. He didn't say that. He did that. Like he's the only one who can do that now. He actively is saving people now, but he called us to go make disciples of people. I must have been in the bathroom with my daughter at the time. So I'm like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> He well he he didn't go into my he he literally only said that one segment. Oh I'm like expanding upon it right now in my own head out loud right now. Like it's just it's just hitting me all at once. I feel like God's kind of convicting me right now. No, but it's just yeah. like we have not done our job that Christ gave us. Because John did say that he was hitting, he's like, that's what God told us. That's what Jesus but he's he's come back from the dead. He has all power in his hands. Like he's taken power from the world. God gave him all power. Mm-hmm. And his last command is, hey, go make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them and then teaching them what I've taught you. Go make disciples. That is what Jesus, the ascended, risen Jesus told us to do. What? That, bro. And we are not making that our main priority. That is crazy. At best. At best. <laughs> no, man, like, that is, that's the truth. I mean, I feel like my whole life's in life. My whole life was a lie. <laughs> Uh, but no, when you think about it, it's like we're always trying to um, get people to like recite the sinner's prayer or something like mm. that. Like, they can do this. This is cool. And then like, I'm going to be on to the next one, like you said. And it's like, nah, like that's not what like. All they have to do is say yes to Jesus. Mm. And they don't actually have to say yes in your presence. Mm. Like they just need to say yes whenever. It doesn't have to look like a prayer or anything like that. But like once they come to the knowledge and understanding of Jesus then now they need somebody to walk now with. this is when god's this is like jesus saying like okay cool like they just need to hear this and then when they hear it i'll do that part mm-hmm. like you don't, don't worry about leading them through no sinners prayer that's mm-hmm. not what we're here to do. i didn't tell you to do that in Matthew 28 to, like not at all and say like go ye did. therefore <laughs> and have them recite the sinner's prayer <laughs> which i don't even know where that came from but yeah um to do that and then to leave them alone this is what we've done yes we have created said, all right you're good right cool you know Jesus? Yes. You've right, been baptized? Good. Yes. All right, cool. Now go serve somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. going to go find the next person yeah. who doesn't know Jesus. I got to go. Which is funny numbers. because like now I'm like, that might be like the easy part. Yeah. Like, because number one, it's not your job. It's not your it, work. Right. It's Jesus' work. Yeah. So if Jesus is doing the work of saving people, mm-hmm. your job is is way, not harder. It's like, it's, what's the word? It's like more tasking. Mm. Like you have to require sacrifice. Yeah. On your part. Like yeah. Leading, telling somebody about Jesus is really not hard. No. Like it's, we, once, that, we, once you get over yourself, something that somebody already did. Yeah. That's not hard. Ain't no work. That's like, 
me telling you about a movie that I saw instead of me going and writing my own movie. Yes. Like huge difference. Way different. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I don't have to do any work to make that movie that I'm nope. telling you about. I just have to go buy a ticket. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> but it's like, when you understand, like, that's just blown my mind. I've, I'm now, like, con- really, really convicted that I'm, that I've tried to save people. Mm. I'm now, I'm like, yo, I can't do that. Like, I need to find someone that I can take by the hand mm. and show them what it looks like to follow Jesus. Yeah. And mm. that's work. Yeah. And he says, like, do it to all nations. And so, like, mm. getting back to diversity, like, oh yeah, Not I feel like work. I'm going to get to heaven and he's going to be like, so how many disciples did you make? And, like, from what nations were they from? Like, mm. were they different? Did they look like you? Were they not looking like you? Yeah. Like, how many people did you actually, like, do life with? Mm-hmm. Let them into your life. You go into their life. You walk with each other. You're, you're teaching them about my ways. Mm-hmm. You're sharing, like, wisdom that I've shared with you. Yeah. You know, you're correcting misbehavior or sin. You're you're confessing your own sin. Yeah. Like, you're celebrating, you know, obedience and victories and stuff like that. You're mourning with them. You're comforting them. Like, that's, that's a lot. That is. And that's what he called us to. Sheesh. And we're, like, ignoring it or forgetting about it, you know, all in the name of, like, creating this club where people that look like us that we're comfortable with mm-hmm. um not just race wise but like you know we don't want no homeless people up in our church yeah we want people who think the same as us who can do for themselves yeah who don't actually need us mm-hmm. um all we gotta do is do a little quick you look like you can you look like a christian yeah good. cool i'm good i don't have to worry about getting in your life getting your busy i gotta get my business and then we're just trying to add more people that look like us until we have this big old giant organization that all looks the same and that all kind of thinks the same. And we're not actually what God called us to do. I think we do that because it's easier to, com- mm-hmm. to compartmentalize. Yeah. Um, once we put, like I think Anna Minio said, like it's easy to put people in boxes. Oh, yeah. Because it makes it, I can understand you faster. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want somebody that I have to take time out of my mm-hmm. day to understand. This is really why, like, the LGBT community is not feeling welcome in the church. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, they want to be understood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, not saying, like, that we can that we condone their sin. No, mm-hmm. it's like, but, like, are we going to take our time to listen to, like, their background, their background their story? story? Like, what, they, yeah. like, what they've experienced? Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to listen to that because it, it takes work. Yeah. And it makes us, again, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I would rather be in a, in a, in a, I would rather be in a space with a bunch of Jeffries than to be in the space with a bunch of people that have notes. Oh, that's Jessica. I was like, <laughs> the I was like we out. <laughs> that scared me to death. I was like, first of all, why is that so loud? <laughs> like, dang. Oh, man, oh, we, gotta man. we gotta edit that. I'm out. not cutting that out. <laughs> Jessica scared the mess out of us. Who's gonna be dead? Oh my God. <laughs> you in your car like, what the heck did I hit? <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, we got no, but I, I really feel that point as yeah, far as man. like, I know I'm guilty of that. Like, I only want to, I only want to talk to, evangelize man. to people that I'm comfortable with. If I can look at you from afar and like see that you fit into my box that I want you to fit in, that I, I, yeah. I feel like I can approach you. Um, I mean, honestly, if I'm honest, be honest, Jeff. Once I find out somebody's a believer already, I'm like, oh, great. And I'm like super on fire to talk to you <laughs> and to connect and to share what we already have in common. Yeah. 
and I know I ain't got to do no work. Mm. Like, we're, you don't need me. You're already That's saved. Right. You're yeah. already following Jesus. So you don't actually need me in your life. Mm -hmm. Cool, let's talk. I'm going to be really close to you. I'm really excited <laughs> to be your homie. But somebody who is not saved, who has a totally different worldview than me, Jeez. different background, different everything, I don't want to talk to you, which is terrible. Because I have to work for Because I'd have to work. I'm going to be super uncomfortable. I have to actually listen to you and try to relate, mm. try to find things that we have in common. Um, and I have to like listen to this worldview that I probably disagree with. True. Um which we, especially today, we don't want to talk to people who disagree with us, who we disagree with. We don't want to talk to somebody who thinks differently, different worldview. We don't. Which is crazy because, at like, all. when you think about, like, diversity, this is, when when Jesus said every nation, that that should scare you. It mm -hmm. should make you feel like, but they don't, they don't think the same as mm -hmm. us. Like, they don't understand the law. They don't understand what we're going through they don't understand they don't understand you jesus yeah. like what the heck they, they got know. other gods they got no gods at all dude they don't think you exist they ain't about that life yeah man so like when you think about that it's like yo we like nations now doesn't necessarily have to mean like different colors of people mm -hmm. or different it could be diversity of thought thought man mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. when's the last time you've seen republicans and democrats get together and like have a cool little session about man. how good god's been goodness bro. like that they would can't be... even agree on god like <laughs> i mean people of different denominations bruh like we can't even agree which is so crazy like now at this point in my life i'm just like I, like if you believe in jesus and his resurrection i can rock with you mm -hmm. like if you believe in his resurrection and you believe that we are not saved by works I can rock yes. with you yes. all day. Mm -hmm. Like you can speak in tongues, you can dance in circles, you can, you can like pray and you can the, wear a suit to dude, church all day. You, you can wear your white gloves. <laughs> your white you know gloves. You could preach in a robe. Dude, like, do I'm, what you want to do, bro. If you love Jesus, I can rock with you. You can run around all this furniture, or you can sit there super quietly and never, and never say a word while the preacher <laughs> is preaching. All that, like mm -hmm. that. It, it that's diversity as well mm -hmm. and if we don't see it this way man we're missing a we're missing a large chunk of like number one family members yeah that's a good way to put it we're missing we're a missing large chunk family of family members. members yeah and then i've learned that like some people are in my life for me to continue my discipleship mm. like some people are in my life who are like testing me and i'm like yo god why are they here like this person doesn't agree with what i do this person like they love you but like why are they in my life right now mm. and he's like uh, because I need you to be discipled. Like, you ain't there yet. Like, mm. when, when did you think that you made yeah, it? Yeah, you, you thought you arrived, huh? Okay. <laughs> no, you just got here. So mm. here you go. Here's this person to help you with patience. Here's this person to help you with your anger. Here's this person to help you with whatever. Your prejudices, the way you see the world, like, to give you a different perspective, different so thought. True. I mean, man, I just think back to, like, a few years ago, the way that I viewed everything. Until I was able to talk to people who were who were still Christian, but they viewed things differently. Mm -hmm. And I've, I mean, I've opened. I mean, dude, shoot, probably five years ago, six years ago, if you told me women could preach, I'd be like, no, no, -uh. <laughs> no, no, they can't, right? <laughs> no, they can't, right? <laughs> and then I mean, and then just meeting your wife, yeah. meeting Jess, I'm just like, oh, oh okay, God. okay, so like, what you doing here? I definitely can't. I gotta rethink. I have to rethink this. Yeah. Whether I change my mind or not later on, which I did, but mm -hmm. even if I didn't, it forced me to like 
open my mind and rethink. No doubt. Um, and I think going back to uh, what John was preaching tonight, he, he touched on Romans 12, one, one through, I forget, two or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just the living sacrifice, it's that, it's that verse, and then like renewing your mind. Oh, yeah. And not conforming to the world. Yeah. Romans 12. Like, yeah. And it's just like renewing our minds. Like, we have to be constantly like, if the moment I think my mind is good, I'm messed up. Time to, time to start over. That's an ongoing process. I need to constantly be like challenging my views, mm -hmm. my thoughts, my, my prejudices, you know, my biases, like yeah. my blind spots, all that type of stuff. <clears throat> Even with uh, going through experiencing God, mm. it's taught me that. There's really like there's not there's no formula to like man my wife hated that part. <laughs> <laughs> there's no formula to getting close to Jesus. There's no mm. formula to like knowing God. Like there are there I guess there's some principles, but like the most part is you just have to experience this for you. Mm -hmm. And this is the crazy thing like your just Jeffrey's walk with Jesus is not going to be the same walk that I had. Nope. And like God might tell Jeffrey like okay, in order for you to hear from me about a certain topic, you're going to hop on one foot, mm -hmm. sneeze, and then like wipe your hand, wipe your nose with your shirt. But what if I ain't got a sneeze, Jesus? <laughs> so you ain't gonna hear my answer. <laughs> and then Jeff is like Jeff, and you come in talking about hey Brandon, like you know if you're really struggling with this, this is what I do. Yeah. You know I hop on one foot, I sneeze, <laughs> sneeze and I wipe my wipe nose my... with my shirt, and then God speaks to me, and I'm out here hopping and sneezing, mm -hmm. and I'm like yo, I'm not hearing nothing. Well, because God didn't tell me to do that. Like, he, that's mm -hmm. not how we communicate. Even right. when you look at the prophets, he didn't talk to all the prophets mm -hmm. the same. Nope. You just be like, God, why can't you, why can't they all do the same thing? No, you had you had Isaiah um, with a vision about putting coal, hot coal in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know what that was like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'd be terrified. You had him running naked. Naked. For like two years or something like that. Just walking around. You had Ezekiel eating food cooked over, over poop. poop. You had uh, yeah. Jeremiah sleeping on his side. Like, his walk with you looked different. So for yeah. us to believe that there's a formula to get to know God mm. personally, which is funny. Like, yeah. who the heck gives a formula, a personal formula to everybody? That's the same formula. Yo, You'd that's like, so crazy. <laughs> like, you just think about each of us, like everybody that's friends with us, their relationship, everybody's relationship with us is different. We're the same person. <laughs> my relationship with you is different than my relationship with John, yeah. my relationship with Greer, my relationship with Will, like. We Bruh. all have different relationships. Like, everybody has different relationships with us. us. And we are the same. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we think... This is blowing my mind. Why would we think God <laughs> is... This, like, like, no. He is going to have a different relationship with every single one of us. Man, and that's also, crazy. And also, based on our capacity at the time when he's... Yes. Trying to get to know it, yes. You can be... Like, so for, for right now, and I'm going to be just transparent right now. But, like, I've gotten to a point where, like, if I'm, like, really pissed off and... Like, I'm just not feeling God. Mm -hmm. Like, me and God have a conversation, and I cuss. Mm -hmm. Legitimately. Like, I'll yeah. be in here be like, this split don't make yeah. no blipping sense. Like, yeah. I'm just like, this is how I feel. And I'm going to give him, like, the raw emotion. Yeah. But if you'd have told me that I can talk to God like that when I was, like, even a year ago, I'd yeah. be like, fam, God going to strike you dead. Yep. But I'm learning now that, like, me like me and God are just, like, close. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's a... He is real to me, mm. and if I can, if I can't serve a God who can take my raw emotions, I don't know if that's the God that I need. Mm, but that, no, I've understood that. that my God is a God of emotions, and Amen. I don't have to filter what comes out of my mouth because He knows my yeah. mind. Mm -hmm. he, you can't filter anything he, to God. He's like, anyway. bro, just just say it. I'm I already scared. heard you. I already, <laughs> I already heard you. Say it like, in my face. 
and there was a, and there was a time when like somebody I remember there was this one gentleman at my at my uh, old church and he was like telling me like yo man like when you talk to God man you just got to be raw and I was like bro you tripping like it was like one of those like one of those like uh hog mob follower people uh, so they just like yeah. really like gritty yeah, and like gangster yeah. stuff former, like former former gang member <laughs> so but like his relationship with God was real like mm-hmm. he was telling me and I'm like bro you tripping like you just need to be discipled <laughs> You wasn't about to do it. Though. Yeah, so funny. No, not at all. I was like, bro, you finna die. <laughs> like, I'm not finna do that. And um, you know, and he was going on to like, well, you know, it's personal. Like you and God need to be like in a real Dang, relationship. He had it. He, he had what That's I got now. Amazing. This was like three years ago. God was getting you ready. That's was like, crazy. This and then and now like honestly like I listen to like a lot of uh I listen to like a lot of hog mob like for whatever reason like it just comes on my mm-hmm. playlist sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to like uh, seven, seven, mm-hmm. and like these dudes, like I'm talking about spilling their heart. Yeah. But like real talk, I even heard, well, they they spill their heart in their songs, and like they don't they don't like filter all like so they cuss yeah. sometimes in their music, and then you know for a time I mean I'm, at a time there was a time I'm like yo you can't do that hey, hey, hey. this is Christian music yeah. like are you talking about God and cuss at the same time? I don't know if God's that that boggled down by cuss no. words. I don't think he. Hey, I don't think he is. I just feel like he doesn't really care. <laughs> like, yeah. To him, they're just words. They don't have like an evil. Like, I and think especially it's the heart real. behind exactly. it. Anyway. That's what we don't understand. We don't understand. Like, that. so this gives me an example from tonight. Um, it's funny to see when you see other people that are in a, I, I would say, less mature relationship with God, mm-hmm. regardless of how old they are. Right. Um, one of the people. I'm not sure they're going to listen to this. I feel bad talking about him. But, um, talking about gossiping last week, too. But uh, one of the people at Flipside had shared how they don't like um, when people like say the Lord's name in vain. Oh, yeah. And they felt very strongly about it. And I, I and they like, people need to respect that. I go, I agree. That people should respect how you feel about that 100%. That's crazy. I had the same feeling. But... <laughs> I wanted, and I'm glad I didn't. I was like, shut your mouth. You're going to piss her off. Piss them off. They ain't never come back. I know. But it's just funny. I used to think the same thing. I I was. Right? Right? I was like, yo, you can't say that. Like, you don't. Like, God says, do not take the Lord's name in vain. But, like, as I've matured, Mm, you just like. That's not what it says. That's not what it means. Well, it's not even what it says. If you read it, it does not say, don't say the Lord's name in vain. Right? And it's not even take. What is it? The verb in Hebrew is to carry. Do oh. not carry the Lord's name in vain. Wow. And you got to think. You, you got to think. And maybe I can have a conversation with this person later. Yeah. But why would that be one of the Ten Commandments? Like, God is not that petty. Like, first of all, his name is not God. <laughs> okay? That's the first place I would start. That's definitely saying. That's like saying human. Yeah. Oh, human. <laughs> That's his. That's what he is. It's yeah. a type of being. He is a god. He's yeah. an Elohim. Mm-hmm. His name, which he gave us to call him, is Yahweh. We're not even sure we're pronouncing that right, right? No, probably not. But it doesn't say don't say the Lord's name in vain. The verb in Hebrew is to carry. Do not carry the Lord's name in vain. So don't go around acting. What like... that means is, if you think you take it back to people of that day, right? Yeah. Israel was. God's representation to the nations, mm. right? And you're talking about a bunch of people who have kingdoms and monarchies, yeah, right? So if I am going somewhere, 
I'm carrying the name of the king with me. I'm coming in the name of the king. Uh, I can't make him look, look bad. bad. That's what it's about. Mm. Israel, don't be going around making me look bad. You are carrying my name to the nations. Wow. You represent me I mean, to the nations. You're my ambassadors. Like, it's way more intense than just saying, oh, God. Wow. It's way more <laughs> intense than that. It actually is way more significant than we even make it. We're actually yeah. reducing it when we're saying, yeah. you can't say God. That's not what God's not worried about that. Don't make me look bad, man. Yeah. Like you're representing me. You're carrying my name to everybody everywhere you go. So don't be out here sleeping. Don't be out here wilding. You're making me it. look you're carrying it's like carrying wow. a big banner. And you're gonna <laughs> make the king look bad. And you smash them at the same yeah, time. <laughs> that's what God's talking about with that. But Wow. It's just funny how we used to be in that same no spot doubt. with God. And I pray that this individual matures in that and, and is able to realize that mm -hmm. maybe it could be me and you the ones that tell her yeah but you know when i mean and you know all in god's timing I mean, mm -hmm. the fact that we absolutely like, picked that up it's yeah just, i mean it's, i learned that this year like a year ago yeah you know yeah, what I'm like i learned that when we started listening to the, the bible, bible project, project mm -hmm. podcast and i was like oh snap oh and like honestly i forgot it until you mentioned yeah. it again i was like what is it and he's like it's the key I was like, oh yeah that's right so it's it's like this maturity thing and as you grow with god you're relationship just gets more in depth and mm -hmm. things that like which is so crazy things that used to like matter matter mm. like things that you held on <laughs> tight like tight, i will tight. never give this a bro i remember when um somebody was telling me uh like baptism like get to be baptized be saved mm. and like they held on to that yeah that's and then i've and then like, they've matured and i've heard yeah. people say like you know if you don't speak in tongues and you're not saved yeah and then like i've seen them mature yeah and it's like yo I mean, I don't know if that was like necessary for that time or they were just taught wrong, but for whatever reason, this is what they believe. Mm -hmm. But as they have like walked with Jesus, they are, they are more understanding. And even for us, like the Lord's prayer and in certain, in certain circles, that's just, that's oh, still a yeah. thing. That's, that's a good like, example. Bro, I've, I've, I always feel like this, like I've, I don't know if I've actually led anyone to Christ, like mm -hmm. from jump, like they didn't know him and then now they do. Right. Because I don't do the Lord's prayer. Like, I just talk to people, and as I'm talking, they'll you mean be like... the sinner's prayer? Sinner's prayer, yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. The sinner's prayer. So, like, when they talk to people, like, I'll just be speaking to them, and then they'll like, oh, I didn't know that about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that about Jesus. How, that's crazy. And it's like, yeah, even at camp, we didn't mm. we didn't make any of our kids <laughs> recite the sinner's prayer. Praise God. We didn't. And the crazy thing was, four of our students accepted Christ that day. But I'm not walking through a prayer because this is a personal relationship. I could type it up in here. Read this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the significance? Yeah. I don't see the right. significance. But as they, like, if they've said that, now my job is to disciple them, yes. which means that keep them accountable to what they said. Mm -hmm. You said you were going to walk with the Lord. And he was, you're going to give him your life. Yeah. He's the Lord of your life now. And if that's the case, then you can't be walking around here with the I'm a Christian banner and wilding out. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like, build in that. And it's. It doesn't happen overnight. It's yeah. not by osmosis. Like a lot of people be like, oh, I got saved last night. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah, mm, you're not. Nah. You are the same person that you mm. were when you went to bed. <laughs> you just started a process of no. sanctification. And, and it's like, a long one. And it's our job to do that with you as yep. disciple makers. No, we, we can't drop the ball on that. I think the growth is dope. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't like this is honestly this thinking just showing about... me like, how much I've grown and I still have so much more to go. <laughs> Can't wait to be like, like a Francis Chan. Like <laughs> 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 be like, I, 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 I'm yeah. being honest because I yeah. I feel like at you know where we are, um, 
I know this whole thing's about diversity, but maybe this has to do with diversity in some way. Actually, no, it does. Like, maturity levels, that's diversity, too. Definitely. I wasn't even going to say, like, uh, like having diversity of, like, ages in yeah. your church, in your, cab- in your gathering. Like, mm-hmm. That wasn't... I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> I've seen churches where it's it's predominantly, like, either super old. Yeah. Or I've been, like, uh, I'd say via church. Oh, yeah. They're, like, ridiculously the, young. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them, both extremes are not good. Nah. I think you need, you need all wisdom. types, not just all types of people from every nation, tribe, and tongue, and, and, and you know, race mm-hmm. or whatever. But you need different life experiences. You need different ages to where, I think that even Bible talks about you need the, the wisdom of the elders, but you need the energy of the Elder young Jew. people yeah. to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know where we would be in AV without Uncle Rod and Auntie Nicole. Oh, man. Like, we would be... We'd be lost. In trouble. We definitely wouldn't be a church, that's for sure. Yeah. And we definitely wouldn't, we would We would have been going like off the rails. Mm-hmm. I think what we would have been doing is like things that didn't matter. Yeah, we would have been super on fire or something. God's like, I don't know why. I don't doing know why you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, that it is a part of diversity is to having, um, you know, different ages, but even different maturities Maturity in, in, the, in, the, in the Lord. Yeah. I heard, uh, I think it was Ravi, Ravi Zacharias or mm-hmm. somebody that's on Bot Radio. Is Bot Radio Network still a thing? Is Bot Radio? Bot Radio Network? I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know? It's like all the preachers, like the Christian radio station. That that's what oh. the preachers, not with the music. So yeah, huh. it was it was dope back in the day. I don't know if they still have it. Oh, okay. But um, they had um, I was listening to that like a long time ago, and somebody was saying like every person in church needs to be um like Timothy. So like Timothy was teaching people younger than him, and then and older um, than him, right? Yeah. Well, the, the I think the, the the analogy is like. Every Timothy needs a Paul, and every Paul needs a mm. Timothy. So it's oh, like, that's good. It's always like, where you are, you can teach someone who's not where you are mm. to get to where you are. Mm. And then in order for you to get further ahead, you need someone to teach you at the same time. So having different spiritual maturities in the church is super important. Yeah. Because someone has to disciple those who don't know much, and then someone needs to disciple me because I'm only where I am. And mm. I can't really get further because I need someone to show me what further looks like. So wow. I think it's very important to... Um, to be mindful of like your, not just your walk with Christ, but like even like your maturity level, like mm-hmm. how far have you come? And then if you notice like, oh, wow, well, like I've grown a lot. Who have you shown how to get to where you yeah. are? You know what I'm saying? Like literally having this conversation right now has shown me like, bro, over the last year, since we started, the not even the last year, like since we started the podcast, I have grown um, like an, a, an a existential amount. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know when this happened, but I'm now like just understanding how far I've come That's, because of this me conversation. Too, bro. Like seriously, in this moment, I'm just like, yo, this <laughs> is like, crazy. Bro, like four months ago, I didn't think this way. But like, wow. who am I teaching yeah. to get to where I am, to yeah. have the mindset, like to have, um, not like a mindset, but to be, to, to grow in the relationship with Jesus like I have. Mm. And then when I get, when they get here, me even asking them, hey, dang, Uncle Rod did ask us that. Jeez, I don't even know why God brought that back right now. But uh, he had said, he's like, one day I want, there's going to be a Brandon and a Jeff. And like, you're going to be the Uncle Rod. Dude. Like, are he, you being mindful of this? He texted me this morning at 7 a.m. I didn't get it until like 10. <clears throat> and he was just like, nephew, like, I first of all, I thank God for you. Like, thank you for that sermon you preached. Oh, and he bro. said, like, I That's want... That's what we should have talked about. No, 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 no. Jeez. But he said, 
he said, I want to be more intentional with our relationship. Um, and he was telling me about, he was about to, today was his first time preaching at his new church that he's a pastor. Oh, wow. Um, he's like, you know, pray for me. Um, he's like, I pray that like God would bring like a Jonathan and David spirit for me and you. And I was just like, I just said like, uncle, like, thank you for your kind words. Like, thank you for not only being my friend, but my brother. Like, I know we call him uncle, but he's like our brother. He's like our big brother. Yep. And like, just the fact that like, he, like, like, I want to, he's been super intentional with our relationship. He's like, I want to even be more intentional with the relationship that I have with you. That's fantastic. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. And I'm like, I have to do this Mm -hmm. for somebody else. I I have to. If, if we, I don't, y'all hear me. If we don't do this, it's gonna be call a, us out. It's a, be a <laughs> it's sin. A sin. We are God, sinning. Man. Yahweh will be looking at it like, really? Mm-hmm. You gonna, All that I bless be, you with, you're just going to keep it to yourself. You're huh? going to be that selfish, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I probably shouldn't have died on the cross for you, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the truth, man. Um, this is this is a part of diversity, and this is the part of intention intentional diversity. Mm. Like Uncle Rod is like showing that. us what it looks like to be intentionally diverse, yeah. not in your church, in your life yes like uncle rod is like 50 years old he is 20 years over us like mm-hmm. he doesn't really need to like bother himself with like our trivial like to be <laughs> honest dude, he's just like yeah i mean i remember there was times we thought things were a big deal we take it and he's like yeah just <laughs> wait 10 minutes yeah it would be fine <laughs> it'd be fine oh yeah. marriage falling apart no, it's not. You had one little argument, dog. <laughs> you be, You're gonna be all right. <laughs> You're gonna be all right. You, yeah, you might not talk tonight. You might not like come together in a week. But she ain't going nowhere. You yeah. ain't going nowhere. Chill. Yeah. And you know things like that. I mean, even 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 in those moments, you're just like, ah, he don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then the week go by, and you're like, um, man, I just want to say yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> because yeah, that stuff is man. so needed, man. So like. Uh, for our listeners, man, I want y'all to really be not intentional in your church, intentional in your life. Yeah, I think if the whole, the if the whole church, if all the individuals in the church were doing that, like being intentional with their lives, Bruh. um, I guess what you know, giving a living sacrifice was yeah. Romans twelve. Was just like I'm sacrificing my own time and mm-hmm. wants and needs and stuff like that yeah. to do the will of God, which is like. Making disciples. So true. That's his will. So, like, I have to be pulling my life out to different people who are different from me in every possible area that we've talked about on this podcast yeah. tonight. Like, and if I'm doing that, if everybody's doing that, the church is going to be diverse in every area. And just naturally. Yep. It's right? It's going to be regular. Yeah. It'll, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Which and is so, dope, yeah, man. man. That is fantastic. I'm I'm really blown away at how number one like how much God talks to us while we're talking. I to each know, other. <laughs> dang! Like if you don't have a podcast, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this was this was a crazy episode. It just in real time. Yeah, like as this was happening, like God was just revealing stuff to us. Like this episode went somewhere I never expected it to go. No, not at all. But I feel like it worked. Oh no doubt. No. And you guys will be the judge of that. <laughs> that's true. But, but for like, us, it felt like it felt like it worked. I, f- I really feel like God talked about what He wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. He started bringing a chair and just putting it right. Yeah, next to us. just saying, okay, God, what do you want to do? <laughs> um, and it was cool. Like literally this morning when I texted you and you said, I asked you, do you have any ideas for the podcast? You said, I'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a good idea. That was your idea. I know, but I forgot. <laughs> that's why I need you. 
Because I was like, I forgot to ask God about it. I'm over here trying to do it in my own power, my own like will. God, what do you want to talk about today? Hilarious. And he revealed it eventually, but mm-hmm. he did reveal what he wanted us to talk about. Oh, and yeah. here we are. It blew our minds. And that's the, man, y'all, experiencing God is, <laughs> oh man, it's such a blessing. Like you get to see, you just become aware that God yeah. is working all around you mm-hmm. all the time. Um, which I, which was the one ex, one the one reality that I thought I was gonna struggle with the most, mm. but now I'm just like, God, you are no, really doing something. He's been doing it. That's the crazy part. Even yeah. though you don't wear it, he's still doing it. Yeah. Um, I think last thing I wanted I want to talk about was my uh, guy Adam from from Flipside. The oh, one yeah, you said yeah. he's like struggling with finding out what he wants to do with his life, and I was like, he needs experiencing <laughs> God. I because yeah dude you gotta get out of bro, my head we was on the same i know bro. I, when he's like you know i want i want to know what god's will is for my life i was like we don't say that anymore yeah. like <laughs> bro listener if you can stop saying that to yourself it's not your life god does not care what you want to do with your life he doesn't care about what college you want to go to mm-hmm. he don't care about like none like no it's not your life. Or your career. He can care less about your career. Yeah. Don't ask, <laughs> what is God's will for my life? Just say, what is God's will? Stop there. That's it? That's it. And then that's, start. That's matters. And then start looking for where he's already working. Yes. And join him. And that, if that's any, if you don't catch nothing else from this, like mm-hmm. that's one thing that has dramatically changed yes. our lives. Like we don't, number one, we don't have our own lives. Like yeah. our life, we, when we accepted Christ, we died to our Ourselves, own desires yeah. and like god is placing his desires in us which is really really dope but now it's like we live for you mm-hmm. we live for you my life is not my own <laughs> holy uh <laughs> yeah. we, we we live for christ so whatever he is doing all yeah. we have to do is be attentive really mm. and just say like oh that's interesting let me turn aside and see yeah. what that what is going on here and you go and you just check out what god is doing yeah. and then you really have the choice like you yeah. can join him and experience how dope he is yeah. or you can be like yeah no i'm, no, cool. I'm gonna go do my own i'm thing. gonna do my own thing he's like all right all right good luck with that and you know <laughs> why why you're heading out there I just want to let you know i don't need you <laughs> <laughs> somebody gonna do it and which is funny um oh, we probably over time huh no we're we're close to time it's like okay 57. so i just want to say this um, in moments like that, like when, when you are, when you are like, uh, attracted to something or seeing, or you see something that is interesting to you, uh, try to pay as much attention to it as possible. I've had this week, which I don't know why guys like helping me keep track of these things, but, That's cool. um, this week or in the last two weeks, I've had two miss encounters with God or two mm. miss, um, experiences with him. One was, um, I told you about this, about the car. The lady left her keys in the car. Right. Right, trying, right, right, right. So this lady got her keys stuck in the car. She was trying to get them out. And I'm driving past and I see it. And like God really put it on my heart to like go over there and check it out. Like maybe not even to do anything. Maybe I couldn't help. But she was like, go check this out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, nah, man, I don't, you know, it's late. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spook. Like, I had all the excuses in the yeah. world. I felt like Moses. Like, uh-huh. Send someone else. That's and good. then it got, it got to me really bad. I ended up going like two lights, made a U-turn, went back. And somebody, somebody helped her. Already, yeah. Somebody had already helped her, and she's on her way. And I was like, "God, what did you want me to do?" He's like, "That could have been that could have been you. Been you. Mm-hmm. Like you could have experienced whatever this person just got from me. You missed out on it, and this person mm-hmm. might not even be a believer. So right. yeah, right, you missed it. Yeah. So the next time was um, two nights ago. Um, I went to the store. Uh, it was like eleven o'clock at night. Um, can't remember what we needed. 
just need something. Oh, we're making brownies, so we need eggs. <laughs> so I was like, shoot, man, we don't have no eggs. Like, none. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll go to the store and get it. We already had, like, got it, put the water in there and everything. So I'm heading over to the store, and um, I'm stopped on uh, Shields and Maple, and I see this lady, and she's um, in a electric uh, wheelchair, and this guy who's, like, pushing, like, this really big cart full of, like, what looks like trash, but it's probably, like, his stuff. And I see them, and for some reason, I'm attracted to the situation. I'm just like, that's interesting. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and there's two people, like, stuck on the corner, and, like, they're not moving. They're not going anywhere. Like, ain't no buses running, whatever. So I'm like, ah, well, you know, I got to go to the store. So I go to the store, and I was like, God pushed it on my heart. And I was like, all right, God, if they're still there when I go back, you know, I'll I'll help them. I'll ask if they need help. Um, went to the store, came back, and uh, they was already moving. They was moving, like, they, were, they the, the wheelchair was going. And the cart was pushing, uh, the cart guy was pushing the cart, and they were going into their uh, apartment complex. And, but like, I was at the store for like 25 minutes. Mm. So either someone came and helped them, or God just did it and yeah. got them moving. But whatever it was, like, I missed it again. And I was wow. like, dang, I don't want to keep taking L's, man. But mm. I, the good thing is, like, I'm noticing the moments yeah. that I'm missing. With Absolutely. God. And that's like, that's a start. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, it, it sucks, but you know what I'm saying? Like, God is still showing me like hey, i'm still working whenever you want to join i'm still working so mm. for you listener man uh if god attracts you to something uh try to do it the first time the first mm. unction that you get the first uh move that you feel just try to go for it and just see what god's gonna do even if it's ridiculous and wild like buying somebody gas when they already have gas <laughs> doesn't matter just try it <laughs> amen amen yeah amen well fam uh it's late man <laughs> we tired. I'm super tired. That probably that was probably a huge rant too. But anyways, no, that was that was good. I think. Yeah. Hey, God is somebody. Good. Yeah, man. But hopefully this this episode spoke to y'all. Um, we will. Uh, we hope you guys have a good week. No doubt. We'll see y'all on the next one. Hey. And, uh, this has been Preacher's Hour. Yeah, culture and society from a young preacher's perspective. Let go. Love y'all. Peace. Just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. Yes, it shows yeah. All these friends are low key like my foes. Like my foes yeah. No, I don't wanna talk up with the smoke. Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. Yes, it shows yeah. All these friends are low key like my foes. Like my